0: Good morning, Ned. Ciao, Davide. Where are you? I'm in a and b hotel on the outskirts of Milan, where Pierre Roland meets reasonably priced accommodation. Traffic is now flowing freely on the approach to the city after the arrest for reckless driving of 23 bus drivers on the descent from Alpe Motta last night. It's time trial day at the Giro, folks. Expect minor delays due to Cofidis. It's 6.39 and you're listening to The Morning Butterfly with me, Ned Bolting, and David Miller. Here, for the final time, is David Bowie and Starman.
1: Never strays Farfalle Geo d'Italia morning show special podcast is brought to you by Chapter Three and the Roadbook.
0: That's a really catchy name, isn't it? The Never strays Farfalle Geo d'Italia morning show special podcast. Anyway, Chapter Three was created by you, David Miller, in 2015 with the vision of creating cycling clothing that you would wear as a retired racer. Now for 2021, Chapter Three have made cycling kit to meet you wherever your ride takes you. They're calling it Most Days. It launches in only a couple of weeks' time, so make sure you sign up via the link in the show notes to get access before anyone else does.
1: In 2018, Ned and a team of dedicated enthusiasts delivered the inaugural edition of the Roadbook Cycling Almanac, an annual publication supplying day, essays and anecdotes from the racing calendar. The Roadbook 2020 and past editions have become the definitive companion of any fan of the sport. To be the first to hear about limited pre-order runs for future products and exclusive promotions, sign up by the link in the show notes. Ned, I'm just going to add a bit um, if you don't mind, because we're too tired to re-record our sponsorship sponsorship bit. I can't even talk. Um, yeah. I just wanted to mention in regards to Chapter Three that we're launching, relaunching our brand and all our products in the next week, and so please oh. sign up in the, the link uh, that's in the show notes to to know all about it. Because there's going to be a lot happening this next week, and it's very exciting.
0: And it's um, I think I'm that's excited. that's pretty cool. Uh, that you are giving away stuff? Uh, Is free stuff?
1: And there's free stuff in there. Yeah. If you sign up, actually, that's part of the most days kit. Um, there will be, I think, two sets of kit going out uh, and the road book as well is available for people. Um, so, yes, yeah, sign up. So it's not just about finding out information. It's the uh, chance to actually win some of our new kit, which is for both women and men. Cool. So, yeah. Hello, Ned.
0: Hello, David.
1: Um, what's new? Well, apart from I thought we were going to have a line this morning because you were messaging at nearly 1 a.m. last night saying you were still on the road.
0: Yeah. Well, it was, um, it was the transfer to end all transfers last night. Hmm. It was apps. I mean, some of you will have seen pictures that started to emerge from the chaos off the mountain last night. We had to, we had to get out of the Alps. It wasn't actually very far. I think the sat-nav said your journey is a hundred. Initially when you kind of fired it up, your journey, 135 kilometers estimated time, two hours, 10 Ah, and we got it, we got in the car at around about six o'clock. And actually, as you well know, on a grand tour, if you get an estimated journey time of two hours ten, that's a kind of almost a mini fist pump, isn't it? That's that'll uh, do.
1: That's like that's euph- euphoric. euphoric. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So you're thinking, ooh, okay, six. At worst, worst case scenario, eight thirty in Milan. Okay, make it to the restaurant. I was, mes- I was messaging you, having dumped my dumped my bag in my room at half past midnight last night. It was uh, four hours later than the estimated time by the time we got there. That's savage. The the reason being was that the uh, Giro d'Italia decided to take all the team buses down the craziest hairpin road in Italy. Um, So all the traffic, including all the tourists, there's a lot of people on the mountain there yesterday. It was back to Grand Tour normal business. Oh, it was immense. A lot of vehicles trying to come down and every... Like, you, you'd go for about 500 metres and then brake lights, tail lights, ding, 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 stop. And you stopped for 40 minutes. With just, and then like, and then you'd go again, 300 metres around the corner, stop. Half an hour.
1: Uh, you and know that what? just that rem- went on,
0: that pattern went uh, on.
1: That reminds me, I think it was that, it was the Giro d'Italia in 2008 where we had a similar, because they often do that. You, you leave the um, the Italian Alps to get to Milan they do that the crazy day um as was yesterday then you got to get back to milan i remember we were just all so frazzled on the team bus we didn't get to the hotel until about nine o'clock or ten o'clock at night and we were watching a movie the whole team and we still had like half an hour of the movie to go when we got to the hotel everyone just stayed in the bus just just, just keep the doors closed we're just gonna finish this we're too tired to get off wow (laughs) what was the film do you remember you know, I think it was something. Art House. Like no, 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 no. Feast. We, we were just looking for, for comedy at that moment. It might have been. Um,
0: oh, what's that funny one? Um, uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation. No, no, more
1: recent. Uh, uh, for, funny films, uh, I'll recent. Think American, like nine, early mid 2000s. I uh, oh I'll, I'll think. I'll remember it. But it was just a really classic crap American comedy film. And I think it was about the fourth time we'd watched it because it was just the only way we could find
0: morale. I don't know. Well, I mean, obviously, I think Nico Roach on the DSM bus was, was definitely on the bus because he posted on Instagram the Koenig Quick Steps bus and um, in Phoenix having the same problems as... But the, the bus that came off it, worst of all, was, I think, the last bus in, in the line, and that was Bahrain Victorious. And you see, every, every time they got to a hairpin, they just got stuck. I mean, and I think at times they had to call the fire brigade out and I wouldn't be surprised if they'd had to cut sections of the um, crash barriers away to, you know, on the hairpins to actually let them get round. No way. Um, so the picture, I've got a picture that one of our crew posted having just got out of the car and walked down to see what was going on. And there's a picture of the and Victorious bus just kind of jammed halfway across his hairpin. And if you zoom in, I think you can see Arashiro and he's he's just standing by the side of the road, kind of looking, kicking the tires, wondering what to do. No but I think way. they I think they'd come to a halt. They they were like, yeah, I think they would. They stopped there for about an hour. And I th- I think Damiano Caruso was on the bus. Um, oh well, he wouldn't care after oh, no, the day of care. his life? He's got, he's you got know?
1: quite a big, important
0: day today. Yeah, reasonably. Yeah, reasonably. yeah. So anyway, <laughs> did you see? Stage twenty of the Giro d'Italia. Um,
1: no, I didn't. I was out with my kids all afternoon, and um, wow. at a friend's house, and I couldn't not. I couldn't go and watch the bike race because it would have been incredibly rude, unfortunately. But I have read all the reports when I got home late in bed last night and watched some of the highlights. And as you said, uh, I was watching the highlights of Caruso, and it was just insane watching just the support he was getting on that final climb and just how good he looked.
0: He did look good, huh? did look good oh, that's amazing. but um the race was well the race just turned out in the most unexpected way, and I think I think you probably have well the race and the, the as a spectacle has um matt Winston churchill from d s m to thank actually because they 've had aside from their appearance on the podium in the super team competition the other day they have and the fact that they were in second place in that competition they haven 't been they haven 't achieved a great deal. No, just hang on so
1: 30 it, seconds. My yeah. daughter's just walked in and she just wants something. Um, All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pause. I'll just carry on talking. You just carry on I'll talking. Just, that's fine. Just carry I'll just on. talk to myself.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Oh, now. You something? Yeah. Now Dave is just leaving now. He's just walked away from the podcast. Well, this, I'm not going to carry on talking about the race to myself because essentially on World Feed commentary, um, that's kind of what I do anyway. <laughs> so... Um, while I just look at an empty zoom image of David's bookshelves, uh, without David there, knowing that he's not even listening to me, not even remotely because he's left his headphones on his desk. And so what little voice is coming through the zoom connection is just ending up echoing around his room, uh, through his little tinny little speakers of his headphones that he's left on the desk. So he can neither see me nor hear me. And he doesn't, he certainly doesn't know what I'm saying. Um, oh, he's back. What did I miss? Nothing, just me, me talking. To, I just refused to talk to myself about the bike race because essentially that's what I've been doing for three weeks, doing world Yeah, I was going to say that, was,
1: that would have been, and it would have not really helped also, because I need to know what you're talking about.
0: You need to know. that. So it, DSM lit it up, David, on the San Bernardino Pass, which <laughs> was a, an amazing 2,000 meter pass. Snow lines, ah. epic, really, really barren as well. It looked like suddenly, it looked like they were racing through, you know, one of the bigger mountains on Greenland. It oh, was really? just so desolate. Um, and they, they surged to the front, close to the top, and lit it up on the descent with uh, their two Aussie climbers, Michael Storer, and what's his name? Uh, uh, Hamilton, Chris Hamilton. Uh, Chris Hamilton. Yeah. And, uh, and Roman Bardet, uh on their wheel. And they yeah. decided, decided to attack. On, and it's such a clever move because, you know, he was, whatever he was down in GC, he wasn't really a threat to anyone in particular. <laughs> Is everything all right in there?
1: I've just got my kids coming down one by one, and I'm just telling them to go and watch TV, which they're not normally allowed to do. They're allowed to when I'm podding.
0: They've so, been—they've oh—they've been allowed to do it every day for the I entire know. duration of That's the Giro I tell you, the best
1: news ever for them, <laughs> getting up for <before> four <laughs> seven and being allowed to go and watch TV. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah, DSM. It's anyway, kind it's of, like, we haven't seen much of them. The, yeah. you, you said at the beginning of the race they they had some moves planned. And yeah. but we haven't seen much of it, have we? Although they have had a great race. When we look at when we were we were surprised yesterday about their team classification, which is yeah, and, which is no mean yeah. feat. Um, it's not a gift, even if you have slip riders into breakaways. You know that's hard to do. It's still very hard to to pull that off.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, hats off to them. Well, smart thing about the move yesterday was that they they read the race situation perfectly because there was no way. Um, given what's happened occasionally to the Ineos Grenadiers, that they were going to chase them, you know, so they yeah. just slipped off the front. And I can't remember ever seeing that, like three riders from the same team, um, just kind of att- you know, attack on their own, essentially, from a descent. It's a little three-man kind of train, g- gaining an advantage on the descent. And that was the moment then when Damiano Caruso and Peo Bilbao went, well, hang on, let's go. It's an opportunity. Boom. Let's go, yeah. let's go after them. So there's a little two-up you know kind of group of of Peo Bilbao and, and Caruso then that clipped off the front and there was no immediate cuz why why risk the entire Giro d'Italia um for Egan Bernal hmm. and um so they 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 got, by the time they got to the valley they got about 24 seconds then they hit the front they, they they got to the breakaway group um who were doomed from the start yesterday and because of the sheer excitement of the way that the race was kind of panning out, this extraordinary dynamic in the next valley emerged that the riders in the breakaway group, a few of them, just decided for no reason other than the sheer thrill of racing and maybe a few old friendships just to ride with them, you know? That's
1: super cool.
0: Um, And most, uppermost of those riders was Giovanni Visconti, who's in, (sighs) like, he hasn't, had you know... He just got himself, he just got himself in a break and uh, I, I, it was never going to be much of a day. So he thought, here comes Caruso. Let me help him try and win the Giro.
1: Italy. And Italy, just, Italy. He just
0: did these massive turns on the front. Huh. And then Louis Verfecker hit the climb, the next climb, and did this huge turn. Um, and then on the next climb, which is a kind of seven, eight kilometre climb, the Spluger Pass or Splügen Pass in Switzerland, they... Started with twenty four seconds. By the time they got to the top, they had about fifty seconds of an advantage. And now it was raining, and oh, they were going wow. over that wet descent, the final descent. And you're thinking, "Oh, now Bardet, now they really do start to stretch the lead." Yeah. And now it's panic. And now it's panic time, because all right, you maybe give Caruso a minute. You're not going to be giving him a minute and a half. You don't want that gap to come down to like. Pfft, a minute for the final time trial, because then it's right in the balance. So you're thinking, okay, so now the Ineos Grenadiers are under serious pressure. They've lost Moscon. They've lost Puccio. Um, they're down to Castri- Castrivejo and Dani Martinez. <sighs> Naváez was finished. Oh, wow, you know, That was it. That's all they took out in Bernal over the top of the climb. But actually it was so wet and dangerous and the DSM riders didn't have any jackets So I don't know what they could do. Like it was 2,000 meters again. They were coming off the snow line and they looked freezing. And I I don't know whether the cold, they just, yeah. Caruso fetched a proper thick jacket on the way down, but Bill Bilbao and the other two DSM guys just looked like they were slightly locked up by the cold. That kind of makes Um, you think that it wasn't totally planned. Well, for sure, barring victorious, it was spontaneous because they didn't know DSM were going to do that. Um, I I wonder whether they thought it might not be necessary because the weather forecast earlier in the day was, was pretty good. And then the rain came in. Or so sometimes when just-
1: you're, when you're that sort of just like psyched up and focused, you're like, "Now we don't need jackets. Let's just go. Don't, let's not yeah. think about this. Let's, which is fair enough. Cause when you're racing flat out like that at the front, as you said, if the weather had been okay, you do think, no, that's not even, that's why would we put a jacket on? We're racing for the win. Let's just go. Yeah. Explanation. So I don't
0: know. I don't know whether the cold is a factor, but they couldn't gain any more time on the descent. And it was a pretty terrifying, I mean, it, some of the helicopter images, yes, they were absolutely fantastic on all the passes. You know, it was very technical, really tight switchbacks, snow, rain. Cool. Um, it was proper epic stuff. Um, and for the Ineos Grenadiers, Castroviejo got on the front and rode, a, 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 an, a, does this make sense? An aggressive defensive descent. You know, it was decent. Yeah, yeah that It was does. decent. You kind of- you, you was. Yeah, Benal was right on his wheel. It was so good.
1: Um, and, I, and I had, but then he had to kind of pace it because when did, what point was Martinez distance immediately kind of on the descent, yeah, and, and then they had to
0: kind of just immediately it, and twice. Oh no. Yeah. And the second time Castroviejo didn't know he dropped him the second time and, and, and him and Egan were just kind of hammering it. The road had flattened out a little bit. It was only dropping about two or 3%. And so it was more TT kind of effort. Yeah. Quite yeah. straight. Viejo's just going like that. Egan, absolutely impeccable again on his wheel. And then you could see Martinez just go, guys, on the radio, guys, uh, be. guys like that. And then Egan turns round and goes, oh, geez, Danny's gone again. And uh, Castrovejo then looks round and gives it the full Latin like that um, so his little his chimp comes out a bit because is it because then he start and then he has to wait for the second time for martinez but a bit like julian Philippe, you know a couple of years uh, ago he yeah. waited really slowly
1: <laughs> yeah the old he waited really fastly <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah the opposite sorry he waited really fast i'm waiting really fast for you
1: and <laughs> it's not going to stop um, pedaling while i'm waiting yeah. for you oh god so that was like so at that point and then caruso was just he wasn't doing any work was he he was just sitting no, on. He,
0: was, he, had, he was sitting on the wheels all the way up till um Stora on the final climb. That was it. That's all he could do for Bardet. And then Bill Bauer did what he could on the on the climb, which is hard the final climb. And did the first K. Then just went <laughs> like that. That's the image I see kind of
1: flying around Caruso everywhere. Just, yeah,
0: pa- Caruso just just patted back. him on the back, which is a yeah. lovely gesture, literally. Yeah. Just he said like, that well, that's then boom. Caruso just looks like he starts ripping. Bad, I mean, he just, Badé couldn't hold the wheel eventually. Um, And in the final kilometre, Caruso just goes, right, everything's on the line here, you know. At the same point, Martinez delivered, Martinez delivered Bernal to one kilometre to go. Wow! Um, And what was really significant was when Martinez pulled away Caruso still had about 24 seconds and there was no kind of acceleration off his wheel from Bernal. He just, he just carried on riding. And um, I think that was so smart because 24 seconds or whatever it was over the line with the time bonuses, that's still acceptable for Bernal. Yeah. Um, And it was a tough final kilometer. So, um, and and Caruso zipped up and took this amazing victory. It was just spectacular. that's his second only win. Amazing, isn't it? He's 33 years old that's like
1: just because he has just been he has had it and that's not to say he's not a, a surprise but he's always been that super quality domestique helper hasn't he he's always yeah, been that kind of one of the last guys and really reliable solid pro, solid professional but then where did he finish final,
0: in the, where did he finish on GC in the in the um, Tour de France last year David 10th
1: yeah and he finished 8th in the year and 15 uh ninth. he's got no, it's like, yeah he's got 11th he's got in the Tour pedigree, de France in he? yeah he's a he, Considering that that goes to show the level of the rider, but I saw the images of him going up that climb and and I read the the interview and stuff afterwards that it was just, it was magical. He actually said that word, I think. If you're that rider that's always been in that role, setting up, doing like Pelo Bilbao, really, kind of setting up your, your leader to go, you never get to experience that. And then in your home race as an Italian on the final mountain day, essentially kind of racing for the pink jersey and putting the pressure on, I just saw, I saw the fans were just going crazy. And as you said, that's something we haven't seen in so long. And it was amplified by the fact it was Italian fans on the final day of the Giro when they're allowed out for the first time it was an Italian rider trying to win the Giro off the front. Oh, I was, it was pretty amazing to be honest. It, the organization couldn't have asked for a better final stage.
0: Yeah. And so to reward the riders, they just um, stuck them in a traffic jam for four hours afterwards. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was just, it was, it was, it was a really special day of racing. And Caruso was interviewed afterwards and in the world feed. So, you know, live broadcast that I do. Now, Damiano Caruso, I know, because he rode for many years for BMC, which is a very anglophone team. Um, speaks very, very good English. But he was so overcome by emotion that even though there's a kind of imperative in modern cycling for riders who can speak English to speak English, mm. um, he declined. And I admire this greatly. He's, he was overcome with emotion and he's, he spoke in Italian. Mm. Now, w- we're providing a an international feed and there are no simultaneous interpreters. And I've d- done um, a year of Duolingo <laughs> <laughs> Italian. <laughs> so you can see what's coming, right? I decide uh, to maybe jump in and do a bit of Simultaneous translation or I'm, th- I'm toying with the idea And I get a bit I get a bit kind of like Stuck Because I can pick up Most of the theme Of what he's saying But then he starts talking About Bernardino And I'm thinking Whoa oh. Have I missed something here What did Is there Something historical on this very mountain pass <laughs> that bernardino achieved oh no right, back in the day and i get a bit like ah, oh, okay bernardino so and then i text and i got totally lost shut up don't say anything more um and just let him say his piece in, in in italian and then i messaged jeff canet who did the interview afterwards i said what was caruso want about bernardino what did i miss and he goes no 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 that was the san bernardino pass oh no <laughs>
1: I wish you had gone. That would have been amazing if you just ad-libbed a story about Bernardino Amongst it.
0: Like that epic day in 84 at the Giro where Bernardino came to, you know, just made one his up, ch- exactly. his childhood
1: hero, the person who got him into cycling in the first place, Bernardino. Yeah. <laughs> there are I mean, a few commentators that would have done that.
0: Yeah, I can think of one. <laughs> um, uh but just to add to my misery, my insomniac misery and my lack of sleep and my bewilderedness, David. Um I bought a um I bought a digital watch in oh, Turin.
1: I, I know, it's just it's beautiful. It's like a nineteen eighty. It's what it's what it's, a school child would have been so proud of in about nineteen eighty
0: five. It's what we used to refer to when I was a school cut child in about nineteen eighty five. We used to refer to them as digis. I've got a dig. Oh, I've
1: got a digi. I've
0: got a cassia dig. But Um, I don't really know how to use it. And my eyesight is now so bad that I can't really read anything that's written on it like this. But I thought this is the reason I've got this dig is going to come into its own today in commentary. Because over the line for GC gains, I've got like stopwatch function. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see how many seconds Caruso's got over the line. like that on GC. So in the final sort of 500 meters, I was frantically going through the mode options, you know, trying to find the stopwatch. And I, I got it, and but accidentally, I must have also done a. Because I'm fumbling around, pressing every button. I must have reset some sort of other function, and now every single hour, when the hour ticks over, it goes beep 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 beep. <laughs> so all through last night, after I tried to get to sleep, one o'clock, beep 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 beep. Two o'clock, beep 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 beep. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> and too I can't tired, get it, just, too tired to take it off.
1: I'm going to stamp on it. I'll, I'll give you. I've got a spare garment. I'll give you one tomorrow you can oh, actually gonna, move uh, yeah. into the modern world yeah yeah you got spare i got spare garment oh, yeah, okay. i'll give you one tomorrow um, um yeah very good oh that's good i'm i'm um, kind of i'm a bit oh, sad oh. that i've missed all this racing it's kind of home life it's what? just harder this has been the main reason for doing this otherwise i'd have been totally in the dark kind of just yeah. reading reports you don't really get it all in the reports do you which i'm proving with the 67 no. kilometer attack yesterday and other bits 60, and bobs.
0: Yeah, Almeida's 67 kilometre attack. Yeah. That was epic. Yeah. I don't believe that. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. It's been been—it's re- been a really good race. I think it's been a really good race. And it's not quite <laughs> over, although it is. Um, Caruso,
1: yeah, he'd have I to lose. This, uh, I wonder if this will change Caruso's career in the final couple uh, of years, or if this is going to be one of those just blips. I mean, very positive <laughs> blips. I hope so for well, him.
0: Yeah, 33 years of age. I mean, that, that victory you were talking about at the, in the Basque country. I remember we talked about it on our pod. Mm. Uh, Do you remember, the, remember. Getchko, yeah, uh, Getchko, the Getchko. Yeah, the so Getchco. I watched it. It was a really cool race and it was set up by his teammate, Michael Land. It's a one day race and it finished on a classic kind of Basque, um, Basque country kind of hilltop town, two, two kilometer, very steep climb into a little town center, a little village and his victory was set up by Mika Landa going off with sort of 10 kilometres to go and then a bunch of others chasing him down and, and Caruso just coming past them and countering and then holding on. And he only held on by about two seconds in the end. What was the winning margin? Let's just have a look. I can't, I can't remember who's chasing him, someone like Tim Wellens or someone like that. I oh, know it was Nizzolo actually. Good ride from him. Nitsolo and Edward Prades uh, were at one second. So it's really close. He only just held on Caruso. Um, but I remember thinking that's really that's really amazing that uh, he's never won a bike race before. Cause that was, that was only last year yeah. quite late on. <sighs> and, and I remember commentating at the, at Tirreno Adriatico, I think in 2016 or 2017, when he, by, by dint of BMC winning the opening team time trial that he was riding for and him crossing the line in first place in their team, he wore the leader's Jersey for three or four days. Hmm. And, I remember him being kind of slightly overcome with emotion on that occasion that he had the honour of wearing the leader's jersey on a temporary basis at Tirreno Adriatico. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, God knows what he must have been feeling like yesterday. But um, I'm really pleased that he's won a stage because otherwise his second place that I feel sure he's going to achieve uh, might have been slightly overlooked in the same way that, in the same way that Rigoberto ran second place in 2018 at the Tour Mm-hmm. Was slightly overlooked because he just defended his way.
1: Well, I think that's what makes sli- this.
0: That's what makes this performance so exceptional
1: because he was riding into what well, for an Italian rider who's had a career like his, the podium that's huge. And to to kind of to have the the courage to kind of go and do something like that and and essentially put it all on the line because it stood more chance of losing the podium than winning the stage. And
0: yeah. You know,
1: yeah. So he actually went for, he's not only done that, he secured his podium and he won the stage. That's, that's kind of big leader. I mean, I think you've referenced gladiator, gladiator star racing. It's kind of, that's, that's a total paradigm shift in his thinking as a, as a rider going from that sort of defensive yeah. looking after riders to actually yeah. being in a position of, of, uh, of getting a great result and actually going, you know what? i got nothing to lose now. This is yeah. rather than going, i got everything to lose. It's very yeah. cool. Yeah, I've got a lot What's, of time.
0: Yeah, actually, I was thinking about him as a gladiator because it seems it seems a lifetime ago that we were discussing Filippo Ganna mm. with his big hammer. Yeah, remember? like the tour, and then and then Remco with his multi-tool kind of you know to the, all these different options you know, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Now I've figured out what Caruso is right. So Roglic is there peeling his orange. Ale Philippe's milling around. You know, Windmilling, that's the word. Windmilling with his sword. <laughs> his ball and Ale chain. Ala Philippe's windmilling. Ganner's there just bashing everyone over the head with a big hammer. Remco's there with multi-tooling everybody from the back. And um and they all kind of like they all one by one kind of they all they all kill each other and there's just bloodshed and carnage in the in the middle of the arena. <laughs> and then Caruso just calmly steps into the mass of corpses and people sort of like, you know, dismembered bodies and just Picks, picks people's pockets, doesn't he? Like that, <laughs> just little bits and pieces. Just carry picks up a souvenir there, and then just w- wanders calmly from the arena away like that. And but but everyone at this point has just cottoned on to what he's doing. So yeah. everyone the crowd are going and, absolutely and mad so, as he just saunters he, out,
1: and he gets given freedom,
0: and he gets given the freedom of Rome. Yeah,
1: yeah. there you go. That's exactly what's happening to Caruso. Exactly at this very yeah. moment, he's been given the freedom metaphorically as a rider. He can now he's now lost the shackles of helperdom and yeah domestic yeah. life He's now a leader that's very cool yeah yeah Hats off. so we're now we're now for the time trial today
0: yeah well right now I would, th- I would hope that he's actually asleep for a little bit longer they don't go off until i think we start commentating about two local time but he be to, don't know
1: okay i'll have a look that's because i won this time trial in 2011 um, Ooh, I wonder yeah. if it's the same
0: similar circuit. I Just pan know.
1: flat through the kind shall of. I the, get, shall I get my road book out and take your road book out and see? It's a, my it's, a, it's a cool time trial, but it's quite anticlimactic in the sense that, like all five time trials, and Grand tours, Duomo. yeah, it does. Piazza That's Duomo. a very cool finish. You come into there and it's got um, but uh, because you start when we did it, we started an industrial estate in <laughs> of kind of the outskirts of, of Milan and it was empty. And then you just go through the suburbs of Milan and it's kind of, it's all big boulevards as well. So it's, it's really kind of a strange time truck. So you start from, from that industrial empty part of Milan and then you just slowly come into it. And then finishing Piazza Duomo is just, it's just insane because it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's up there with, with Art de Triomphe when you go into that square. Although by that point you're fairly blurred vision and it's got these big slabs of cobblestones. That kind of ruin it a bit on your TT bike, but but yeah, it's <laughs> going to be good. It's going to be. It's. I mean, you expect Ghana just to rip it, but that's the weird thing with these final final time trials, and especially it's a pretty short one, isn't it? It's thirty no. ks. It's thirty ks. That's pretty long. That's no, pretty in long in the modern yeah, in the era, isn't it? Yeah, it's. It is pretty long, but it's very flat. It's not very flat. It's very flat. I think because when I when I did, I think Contador was was in pink and he finished third. I think. Which goes to show, because in these final time trials, it's the GC racers who are recovering from those final three days, four days. So, and a lot of the specialists actually are fried because they've just been surviving. Although I don't expect that from Gunner. I think he'll just be ripping today. But it's. Yeah. um, Yeah.
0: I'm just trying to find. I'm I'm trying to find your your result from 2011. Uh, The Giro. Uh, uh, i had done so much for
1: that. Those final three days, we were going through. It was very similar to every Giro with those three days lead, leading up to a huge mountain days. And I'd put on this. I think I spoke about this before. I put on this crazy tiny, teeny, tiny gear. I had a mountain bike, uh, red radio on my bike, and oh, yeah. and I had this so that I could just go on all these climbs the days before and just be spinning and just be kind of. I just go in the gruppetto and just be having the time of my life, just resting up, preparing for the time trial, annoying everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it worked actually something so, I, I'll put on I'll put yeah, on um, I'll put a link in the show notes there's some videos uh, it's a wonderful guy called Nigel Dick um, great name who's did some filming for Slipstream in the first two years 2008 2009 I think into 2010 as well and he was actually a very in the 1980s and 90s actually early 2000s probably the biggest music video director and I think he still got, still considered to be, because if you think of every amazing music video from the eighties and nineties, uh, he did them. And I think he even did the, the, the live A Christmas, um, one where they're all in the studio, but he's also done Oasis. Yeah. He's done Britney Spears. He's done, uh, Guns N' Roses, but he's a big cycling fan. So he came and, wow. uh, he came into some filming for us and it's a little film on YouTube called a Miller's Tale. Where at the Tour de France in 2010, I think it is, he follows me from waking up to what? The, yeah the whole day. It's like a
0: ten. How come minute... I've never heard of this before. Yeah, it's you pretty keep, cool. You keep dropping in these little kind of like, oh, did you know about this yeah. sort of things? I've known you for bloody years and I've never heard about this. <laughs> so it I'll put, it on really it, cool.
1: I'll put the, the link in the the show notes, and it's um he basically followed me from waking up all the way through the day, and you get to see kind of. What it's like behind the scenes. There's almost no footage of me in the race because you couldn't because of all the rights. But it's interesting, so you get to see the whole build-up, and and it's quite a it's quite a sort of lonely day because especially when you're the specialist because a lot of everyone else is pretty relaxed at this point, and you might only have one person in every team who's actually interested in doing it. So the whole, team, the, all the staff and everything is just dedicated to you. And you're there at breakfast on your own. You're warming up. You're getting taken to the race on your own. It's uh, it's a weird day. And I, it really captures in that little video. And I, I think that's what a lot of the... Even the GC riders today will probably feel quite lonely because all yeah. your team are relaxed. The rest of the riders are pretty relaxed. They're, they're just pleased. They're just going to try and get through the time trial without hurting much. They probably had a few beers last night because it's all done. And you're still in full-on race mode, and it's uh so there's quite this contrast and yeah it's 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 an interesting phenomenon but i think with any ask grenades it's a bit different in the sense that yeah i was gonna say they have the got the, they've
0: got the they've got the stage winner there to look after as well the as the world champion you know,
1: they've got the the, the they got, winner um yeah but yeah i'll put that link in the, the show notes so you can, people can have a look at that
0: that's incredibly cool i was just looking at the, your results from 2011 david you it was a 26 kilometer time trial probably quite similar to today's just a little bit shorter. Uh, you completed it in half an hour, 30 minutes, 13 seconds. Wow, that's quite quick. Yeah, that's quite um, quick. And uh, yeah, you're right. Contador was, it's quite interesting the time gaps actually. Contador was third, although he's had that result taken away. Mm. So, uh, but he crossed the line 36 seconds after you. Richie Port was 43 seconds. Now, I'm trying to think of the kind of like the time losses that. Caruso would have to, or Egan Bernal would have to sustain. One one fifty nine is his advantage. So the only rider outside of two minutes on your race was Paolo Tiralongo in thirty seconds place, um, who was two minutes and one second down. Visconti was one fifty five. Um,
1: you have to be losing four seconds a kilometre on four average. Four
0: seconds a kilometre—that's a lot, isn't it? It's
1: a lot. That's, I mean, that's, that's an awful lot, and especially when, as I said, the. These GC riders at this point in the race, they they probably do a better time trial now. Are they get a better better results in time trials at the end of a Grand Tour than they do at the beginning? Simply because they're recovering through that, the whole race and recovering better, and yeah. they're also often weirdly getting stronger. Yeah. So it'll, it's probably going to be a pretty close battle time wise. I'd say between Caruso and you'd expect, Although you'd expect, or they'd expect to
0: actually go half faster. of those half of those losses. That's my guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know, what's Cruz's track record in time trials?
0: Well, no, no one really knows. I mean, he was an absolute linchpin of the BMC team time trial machine for what that's worth. Mm. But he's in that position that we've spoken about so often, where he's never really had to race a time, an individual time trial. Mm. Has he? I mean, no. he was at the, in Turin at the uh, at the prologue time trial or whatever, the eight k time trial. He was only seven seconds faster than Egan Bernal, but he was faster than Egan Bernal, and he wasn't. He wouldn't have been particularly incentivized to to, to race it. I mean, why? Caruso was just there for Lander. so he would yeah. have ridden hard, but he was hardly racing it. And Egan Bernal would have been going as hard as he could. Hmm. So it's yeah, true. He's obviously he's faster than Egan Bernal. I, I would imagine and the question is by how much so it this goes of, back yeah,
1: yeah. this yeah. goes back to this this old lesson that I was taught by Cyril Guimard um, when I was a first year pro I was like nineteen, twenty, nineteen or 20 and it was about time trials and which was pretty big at the time because everyone takes time trials pretty seriously now but back then it was it was just only the specialists took it seriously and even the teams weren't so serious regards equipment but he was and he'd kind of been the Brailsford of his day back in the 80s And he told me before time trials, he said, doesn't matter where you are in GC, how you're feeling, you take every single one as if you're trying to win it because you never know, which is okay for me for sure, because I was a specialist, but we didn't really know that to that degree when I was that young. But he said, you never know when you're going to need to do the time trial of your life. And so you need to take every single one as if it's a time trial of your life, because one day you're going to need it. And it was such an amazing lesson. And it's something that I don't think many directors or coaches teach. They're young riders, because you could end up 33 years old uh, fighting for the Grand Tour kind of win. And you've never really taken time trials very seriously before because you were just like, nah, it's not for me. So it's, uh, it was an amazing lesson, which uh, all young riders should should pay heed to.
0: It's mm. definitely, I think it's going to be intriguing. Um, I think, yeah, it'll be a good watch. It'll be interesting. Um, and, so and I was... Uh, I've
1: been thinking yeah. Ned and this is something we can ask our listeners is yeah. because this is our final um more morning butterfly but we want yeah. to put a highlights um best of podcast oh, together yeah. which yeah. I'll cut together Ned. Um will you? Whoa. Yeah. I'll cut. Well, i will start cutting stuff out. Um okay. but I wondered if if anybody wanted to to put on the Twitter um their best bits from the last 3 weeks if they can remember them because that's the point it's a bit of a blur. Uh yeah. and we'll 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 kind of cut and piece bits and bobs together in there and, and do a little highlight reel of the Jira.
0: Yeah, because we've done, there's been quite a lot, hasn't there? There's been some geology.
1: There's been geology. There's been um, dream analysis.
0: Dream there, analysis. There's been some
1: history at times, Italian uh, Renaissance history, um, as yeah. well as as well as medieval history. And 20th uh,
0: century Yugoslav history there's been a bit of that
1: there's been that there's been, there's been a,
0: literature hemingway
1: ah there's been literature there's been um uh. there's been <laughs> <what's this? laughs> gladiators gladiators there's Been stuff about spoke about walter um yeah
0: yeah there's a lot there's a yeah.
1: few different bits and bobs but if anybody has anything because we i think everyone understand for a little bit uh mentally fatigued at this point especially you yeah. having been doing double talking and bike racing every day I think we're going to give ourselves the morning yeah. off because as of today I start commentating on the Dauphiné, and as of tomorrow oh, you do
0: today you join. don't you I know how's that going to work who so Simon I know Brothers the Burgers to, Yes, Burgers yeah Simon so you've got yeah brilliant you've got Simon holding the fort for me It's very kind of him for a day it is very um, kind of him it's only really a bit weird
1: because uh, I can do remote with you because we know each other so well we'll yeah. be in two different places but with Burgers yeah. it's kind of it's going to be a little bit a little bit more challenging but it's time trial day though isn't it so you just no it's not bet, ned you're... oh <laughs> it's a hundred oh, so time trial day in Giro. so what yeah. stage is it at the dauphine it's like a 180k kind of circuit race Ooh, starts and finishes in the same town um ah. which i was very disappointed about when i saw that i was like Cause the time trial would have been easy but this is yeah. going to be a
0: little bit trickier. And yeah. it's probably gonna have it's quite, it's, yeah. it's quite an interesting start list as well, isn't it? The Dolphin A Cos. Good start list. It's a good start list, but um the Yumba Visma and UAE team emirates have kept their stars at home, haven't they? So pog and rog are keeping their powder dry, right? Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, but but Ineos have gone full Ineos. well this
1: is this is this is the big test for G, isn't it? Yeah. Kinda. It's back on say and the Froom Dog. See if Reims actually stands any chance whatsoever at the tour.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um because he's we just yeah. don't know.
1: No, it's, it's going to be a good race. It's going to be interesting. It's going to yeah. be very different to the Giro, that's for sure for you.
0: Mate, you're going to have to bring me massively up to speed on the Dauphine crash course tomorrow when I So um, so what's going to happen is I'm coming to Spain this evening. It's nuts. I've got to commentate on the entire time trial. Well, first of all, before I get to the finish line, at the Piazza Duomo, which is what I've got to do, I've got to go for a COVID test mm. again. So I've got to get a same day PCR test and then enter all the data into the, the Spanish website to print off a QR code that I then present at the airport along with my passport to say I'm good to come in. I've yeah. already kind of like preloaded all that sort of information in for the Spanish authorities. And I'm hoping I've done it all correctly. Uh, Obviously the PCR test has to come back uh, negative and then, but then it's quite tight for me to get to the airport. So at least it's a time trial. So we know roughly when the race is going to finish, but um, I'm going to commentate up to, and not after the point where um, Egan Benal or Damiana Caruso steps onto the um, podium in the pink jersey for the final time and then i'm going to i'm going to run to a taxi and try and get to malpensa airport in time uh, to get across to barcelona land at barcelona god knows when get through immigration god knows when and kip at an airport hotel in barcelona and then your wife Nicole is yes she is dropping she, yeah dropping someone off at the airport yeah. and in the morning just happens to be there so she's going to pick me up from my hotel and drive me to work <laughs> <laughs> um, in Girona which is super oh, exciting it's just mad uh, well
1: you're going to love Girona yes. at least I've organised a guided tour for you on Thursday morning a okay. proper one a professional one
0: cool cool Yeah, and you'll be pleased now, I've, when when you come to work on this job this strange job that I've just done the organisation give you um, and you're kind of obliged to wear them as well they give you uh, dozens of items of uh, clothing that I think I've discussed branded RCS oh, yeah. clothing. I hope you're going to wear yeah. them the whole week. Well, yesterday in the traffic jam, there are lots of people walking down, you know, fans. So I had the window open, so I was just, I was just tossing the oh, stuff. Great, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was just giving it away because most of it you you wouldn't ever you'll never want to but there's a couple of bit i might save one little bit of branded clothing for you david thank you maybe some of maybe some of the giro d'italia slacks and it it was okay (laughs) it was okay handing out polo shirts and other bits and pieces but i felt a bit awkward do you want some trousers oh that's great (laughs) i'll wear that with pride brilliant (laughs) oh very good it's been good ned yeah well it's been a yeah the the butterfly the butterfly now they don't live for very long butterflies, do they? Or is that dragonflies?
1: <laughs> oh, it's, oh flies, right? No, just flies. But butterflies, butterflies. Yeah, you don't, don't get
0: like flies aren't like they're not like tortoises, turtles or oak trees. They don't like they don't or whales. They don't live for hundreds of years, do they? I don't think yeah. that'd be really weird, a fly. Look at that fly. He's six hundred years old. <laughs> he he was there when Oliver Cromwell lived here. We're going to get that some weird doesn't...
1: stuff. Like we're going to get, that's, that's ended up just being a floating fact, by the way. <clears throat> we're going to end up knowing that. Fly, how, do, flies, how long
0: man. do butterflies live? Yeah. I reckon they live for a month. I reckon they live for a
1: month. That'd be perfect. There About three weeks. That's how much All thought right? we put into this podcast.
0: Exactly. All yeah. right. Okay. See you in Girona. See you in Girona. Bye. Bye.